welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode, we are learning about Glasgow, Scotland. Series titled ASM Articles basically pick a person, topic, series of events, events, births, deaths, whatever, and we learn about them. We go on Wikipedia and we read them. Um, I find it interesting. I think a lot of people find it interesting just to learn. Uh, some people find it so boring that they fall asleep. And uh, if that's the case, then fantastic. I mean, that's, that's you know, sleep is one of the words in our podcast title after all. So, um, why Glasgow, you might be wondering. Um, I'm not sure. I think I, I heard... Uh, uh, a podcast about someone traveling to Glasgow, and I was interested, so, I don't know, I just picked it, so, let's jump into it. Glasgow is the most populous city in Scotland, and the fourth most populous city in the UK, as of the 2017 estimated city population of 621,020. Historically part of the Lanarkshire of the Lanarkshire, yeah. Historically part of Lanarkshire, the city now forms the Glasgow City Council area, one of the 32 council, council areas of Scotland. The local authority is Glasgow City Council. Glasgow is situated on the River Clyde in the country's west-central lowlands. Inhabitants of the city are referred to as Glaswegians or Ouija's. It is the fifth most visited city in the UK. Glasgow grew from a small rural settlement on the River Clyde to become the largest seaport in Britain, expanding from the medieval Bicephoric and Royal Burr. Burge? Burg? Can you tell me to learn much about history? In the later establishment of the University of Glasgow in the 15th century, it became a major center of the Scottish Enlightenment in the 18th century. From the 18th century onwards, the city also grew as one of the great as one of Great Britain's main hubs of transatlantic trade with North America and the West Indies. With the onset of the Industrial Revolution, the population and economy of Glasgow and the surrounding region expanded rapidly to become one of the world's preeminent centers of chemicals, textiles, and engineering, most notably in the shipbuilding and marine engineering industry, which produced many innovative and famous vessels. Glasgow was the second city of the British Empire for much of the Victorian era and Edwardian period, although many cities argue the title was theirs. In the late 19th and early 20th centuries, Glasgow's population grew rapidly, reaching a peak of 1.12 million people in 1938. Comprehensive urban renewal projects in the 1960s resulting in large-scale relocation of people to designated new towns, such as Cumbernauld, Livingston, East Kilbride, and peripheral suburbs, followed by successive boundary changes, reduced the population of the city of Glasgow council area to an estimated 615,070, with 1.2 million people living in the greater Glasgow urban area. The wider metropolitan areas area is home to over 1.8 million people, equating to around 33% of Scotland's population. The city has one of the highest densities of any locality in Scotland, of 4,023 per square kilometer. 
Glasgow hosted the 2014 Commonwealth Games and is also known in the sporting world for the football rival referred to as the Old Firm between Celtic and Rangers. Glasgow is known for the Glasgow Patter, a distinct dialect that is known for being difficult to understand by those from outside the city. Patter. Glasgow. Etymology. The origin of the name Glasgow is disputed. It is common to derive the toponym from the older Cumbric or a Middle Gaelic cognate, which would have meant Green Basin or Green Valley. The settlement probably had an earlier Cumbric name, Cathurs. The modern name appears for the first time in the Gaelic period 1116 as Glasgow. It is also recorded that the king of Strathclyde, Ryderick Hale, welcomed St. Cantigern, also known as St. Mungo, and procured his consecration as bishop around 540. For some 13 years, Cantigern labored in the region, building his church at the Moldenire Burn, where Glasgow Cathedral now stands, and making many converts. A large community developed around him and became known as Glasgow, often in Glossus, the Deer Green or Deer Green Place. History, Origins, and Development The area around Glasgow has hosted communities for millennia, with the River Clyde providing a natural location for fishing. The Romans later built outposts in the area, and to keep Roman Britannia, Britannia, Britannia separated from the Celtic and Pictish uh, Caledonia, constructed the Antonine, Antonine Wall. Items from the wall, like altars from Roman forts like Balmuldi, can be found at the Hunterian Museum today. Glasgow itself was, reputed, was reputed to have been founded by the Christian missionary St. Mungo in the 6th century. He established a church on the Moldenaire Burn, where the present Glasgow Cathedral stands, and in the following years Glasgow became a religious center. Glasgow grew over the following centuries. The Glasgow Fair reportedly began in the year 11, yeah, 1190. Wow. The first bridge over the River Clyde at Glasgow was recorded from around 1285, giving its name the Brigade Area of the city, forming the main north-south route. That's a tongue twister. North-south route over the river via Glasgow Cross. The founding of the University of Glasgow in 1451 and elevation of the Bisphoric to become the Archdiocese of Glasgow in 1492 increased the town's religious and educational status and landed wealth. Its early trade was in agriculture, brewing and fishing, with cured salmon and herring being exported to Europe and the Mediterranean. Following the European Protestant Reform Reformation and with the encouragement of the Convention of Royal Burrs, the 14 incorporated tradecrafts federated as a trades house in 1605 to match the power and influence in the town council of the earlier merchants' guilds who established their merchants' house in the same year. Glasgow was subsequently raised to the status of Royal Burr in 1611. I think that's how you say it. B-U-R. Burr. Burr. Borough, maybe? Is it supposed to be Borough? Royal Borough? Glasgow's substantial fortunes came from international trade, manufacturing, and invention, starting in the 17th century with sugar, followed by tobacco, and then cotton and linen, products of the Atlantic Triangular slave trade.
Daniel Defoe visited the city in the early 18th century and famously opined in his book A Tour Through the Whole Islands, Island of Great Britain, that Glasgow was, quote, the cleanest and beautifulest and best built city in Britain, London accepted, end quote. At that time, the city's population was about 12,000, and the city was yet to undergo the massive expansionary changes to its economic and urban fabric brought about by the Scottish Enlightenment and Industrial Revolution. Trading Port After the Acts of Union in 1707, Scotland gained further access to the vast markets of the new British Empire, and Glasgow became prominent as a hub of international trade to and from the Americas, especially in sugar, tobacco, cotton, and manufactured goods. The city's tobacco lords created a deep water port at Port Glasgow on the Firth of Clyde as a river within the city itself was then too shallow. By the late 18th century, more than half of the British tobacco trade was concentrated on Glasgow's River Clyde, with over 47 million pounds, 21,000 tons, of tobacco being imported each year at its peak. At the time, Glasgow held a commercial importance as the city participated in the trade of sugar, tobacco, and later cotton. Industrialization The opening of the Monkland Canal and Basin linking to the Forth and Clyde Canal at Port Dundas in 1795 facilitated access to the extensive iron ore and coal mines of Lanarkshire. After extensive river engineering projects to dredge and deepen the River Clyde as far as Glasgow, shipbuilding became a major industry on the upper stretches of the river, pioneered by industrialists such as Robert Napier, John Elder, George Thompson, Sir William Pierce, and Sir Alfred Yarrow. The River Clyde also became an important source of inspiration for artists such as John Atkinson, Grimshaw, John Knox, James Kay, Sir Murad Bone, Robert Eady, Stanley Spencer, and L.S. Lowry, willing to depict the new industrial era and the modern world. Glasgow's population had surpassed that of Edinburgh by 1821. The development of civic institutions, including the city of Glasgow Police in 1800, one of the first municipal forces, police forces in the world. Despite the crisis caused by the city of Glasgow's bank collapse in 1878, growth continued, and by the end of the 19th century, it was one of the cities known as the second city of the empire, and was producing more than half Britain's tonnage of shipping, and a quarter of all locomotives in the world. Quite impressive. Glasgow became one of the first cities in Europe to reach a population of one million, the city's new trains and sciences attracting new residents from across the lowlands and the highlands of Scotland, from Ireland and other parts of Britain, and from continental Europe. Heraldry. Heraldry. The coat of arms of the city of Glasgow is granted to the royal borough by the Lord Lyon on October 25th, 1866. It incorporates a number of symbols and emblems associated with the life of Glasgow's patron St. Mungo, which have been used on official seals prior to that date. The emblems represent miracles supposed to have been performed by Mungo and are listed in the traditional rhyme, Here's the birds, here's the bird that never flew, here's a tree that, tree that never grew, here's a bell that never rang, here's a fish that never swam. St. Mungo is also said to have preached a sermon containing the words, Lord, let Glasgow flourish by the preaching of the word and 
the praising of thy name. This was abbreviated to let Glasgow flourish and adopted as the city's motto. In 1450, John Stuart, uh, the first Lord Provost of Glasgow, left an endowment so that a St. Mungo's bell could be made and tolled throughout the city so the citizens would pray for his soul. A new bell was purchased by the registrate, re registrates in 1641, and that bell is still on display in the People's Palace Museum near Glasgow's Green. Climate Despite its northerly latitude, similar to that of Moscow, Glasgow's climate is classified as oceanic. Data is available online for three official weather stations in the Glasgow area, Paisley, Abbostitch, and Bishopton. All are located to the west of the city center. Owing to its westerly position and proximity to the Atlantic Ocean, Glasgow is one of Scotland's milder areas. Temperatures are usually higher than in most places of equal latitude away from the UK due to the warming influence of the Gulf Stream. However, this results in less distinct seasons as compared to much of Western Europe. At Paisley, the annual precipitation averages 1,245 millimeters or 49 inches. Winters are cool and overcast with a January mean of 5 degrees Celsius or 41 degrees Fahrenheit, though low sometimes fall below freezing. Since 2000, Glasgow experienced few very cold, snowy, and harsh winters where temperatures have fallen much below freezing. The most extreme instances have, however, seen temperatures around minus 12 degrees Celsius or 10 degrees Fahrenheit in the area. During the summer months, June to August, the weather can vary considerably from day to day ranging from relatively cool and wet to quite warm with the odd sunny day. Long dry spells of warm weather are generally quite scarce. Overcasts and humid conditions without rain are very frequent. Generally, the weather pattern is quite unsettled and erratic during these months with only occasional heat waves. The warmest month is usually July with average highs above 20 degrees Celsius or 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Summer days can occasionally reach up to 27 degrees Fahrenheit or 81 degrees Fahrenheit, and very rarely exceed 30 degrees Celsius or 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Areas and Suburbs City Center The city center is bounded by the High Street to the east, the River Clyde to the south, and the M8 motorway to the west and north, which was built through the Townhead, Charing Cross, Cowcadens, and Anderson areas in the 1960s. Retail and Theater District. The city center is based on a grid system of streets on the north bank of the River Clyde. The heart of the city is George Square, site of many of Glasgow's public statues and the elaborate Victorian Glasgow City Chambers, headquarters of Glasgow City Council. To the south and west are the shopping precincts of Argyle Street, Sauchi Hall Street, Sershall, and Buchanan Street the last featuring more upmarket retailers and winner of the Academy of Urbanism Great Street Award 2008. The collection of shops around these streets accumulate to become known as a style mile. The city center is home to most of Glasgow's main cultural venues, the Theatre Royal, performing home of Scottish Opera and Scottish Ballet, the Pavilion Theatre, the King's Theatre, Glasgow Royal Concert Hall, Glasgow Film Theatre, Tron Theatre, Gallery of Modern Art, Mitchell Library and Theatre, and the Centre of Contemporary Arts. Merchant City 
To the east is the commercial and residential district of Mer Merchant City. The Merchant City was formerly the residential district of the wealthy city uh, of the wealthy city merchants in the 18th and early 19th centuries, particularly the tobacco lords from whom many of the streets take their name. As the industrial revolution of the wealth it brought to the city uh, resulted in the expansion of Glasgow's central area westward, the original medieval center was left behind. Glasgow Cross, situated at the junction of High Street, Gallowgate, Trongate, and Salt Market, was the original center, center of the city, symbolized by its Meerkat Cross. Glasgow Cross encompasses the tool booth, toll booth clock tower, all that remains of the original city chambers, which was destroyed by fire in 1926. Moving northward up High Street towards Rothenrow and Tower... Townhead. I don't know why. I thought that was an R. And Townhead lies the 15th century Glasgow Cathedral and the Provence Lordship. From the late 1980s onwards, the Merchant City has been rejuvenated with luxury city center flats and warehouse conventions. This regeneration has supported an increasing number of cafes and restaurants. The area is also home to a number of high and boutique style shops in some of Glasgow's most upmarket stores. Financial District To the western edge of the city center, occupying the areas of Blythswood Hill and Anderston, lies Glasgow's Financial District, officially known as the International Financial Services District, IFSD, although often irreverently nicknamed by the contemporary press as the Square Kilometer, or Wall Street on Clyde. Since the late 1980s, the construction of many modern office blocks and high-rise developments have paved the way for the IFSD to become one of the UK's largest financial quarters, with a reputation as an established financial services centre coupled with comprehensive support services, Glasgow continues to attract and grow new business. Of the ten largest general insurance companies in the UK, eight have a base or head office in Glasgow, including DirectLine, Esure, AXA, and Norwich Union. AXA and Norwich Union uh key banking sectors excuse me key banking sector companies uh, have also moved some of their services to commercial property in glasgow resolution jp morgan chase barclays wealth tesco personal finance morgan stanley lloyd's banking group clydesdale bank bmp paribas hsbc santander and the royal bank of scotland west end Glasgow's West End is a bohemian district of cafes, tea rooms, bars, boutiques, upmarket hotels, clubs, and restaurants in the hinterland of Kelvin Grove Park, the University of Glasgow, Glasgow Botanic Gardens, and the Scottish Exhibition and Conference Centre, focused especially on the area's main thoroughfare, Byros, Byers Road. The area is popular with tourists and contains many hotels. East End the East End contain, extends from Glasgow Cross in the city centre to the boundary with North and South Lanarkshire. It is home to the famous Glasgow Barrowland Market, popularly known as the Barras, uh, Barrowland Ballroom, Glasgow Green, and Celtic Park, home of uh, Celtic FC. Many of the original sandstone tenements remain in the district. The East End was once a major industrial centre, home to Sir William Errol & Co., James Templeton & Co., and William Beardmore & Company. A notable local employer continues to be Wall Park Brewery, home of Tenants Lager.
Southside. Glasgow Southside sprawls out south of the Clyde. The urban, the urban area includes some of greater Glasgow's most affluent suburbs, such as Newton Mearns, White Craigs, Clarkston, Gifnock, and Thornton Hall, all of which are outside the city boundaries in East Renfrewshire. Newlands and Dumbreck are examples of high-value residential districts within the city's boundaries. There are many, many areas containing a high concentration of sandstone, Contaminants, examples being Battlefield, Govan Hill, Mount Florida, and Shawlands. The towns of Camselbang, Cam Campbellslang, and Ruthelgern, Rutherglen, were included in the city of Glasgow district from 75 to 1996, but are now in the South Lanarkshire Council area. North Glasgow. North Glasgow extends out from the north of the city center towards the affluent suburbs of Beersden, Milling, I can't remember, Millingavy and Bishopbriggs, very difficult names, in East Dumbartonshire, and Clydebank in West Dumbartonshire. The area also contains some of the city's poorest residential areas. Postle Park is one such district where levels of unemployment and drug abuse continue to be above the national average. Much of the housing areas, such as Postle Park and Hamilton, Hamilton Hill, have fallen into a state of despair, disrepair in recent years. This has led to large-scale redevelopment of much of the poorer housing stock in North Glasgow, and the wider regeneration of many areas, such as Rutch Hill, which have been transformed. Many run-down tenements have now been refurbished or replaced by modern housing estates. Uh, culture. The city has many amenities for a wide range of culture activities, from curling to opera and ballet, and from football to art appreciation. It also has a large selection of museums that includes those devoted to transport, religion, and modern art. Many of the city's cultural sites were celebrated in 1990 when Glasgow was designated the European City of Culture. The city's principal municipal library, the Mitchell Library, has grown into one of the largest public reference libraries in Europe, currently housing some 1.3 million books, an extensive collection of newspapers, and thousands of photographs and maps. Of academic libraries, Glasgow University Library started in the 15th century and has one of the oldest and largest libraries in Europe, with unique and distinctive collections of international status. Uh, in 2013, PETA declared Glasgow to be the most vegan-friendly city in the UK. Language Glaswegian, otherwise known as Glasgow Patter, is a local variety of Scots. Glaswegian is a dialect, more than alternative pronunciation. Words also change their meaning depending on context. For example, away can mean leaving as in am away. An instruction to stop being a nuisance, as in away we yay or drunk or demented, as in he's away with wit it. <laughs> ginger is a term for any carbonated soft drink, historically referring to ginger beer. Then there are words whose meaning has no obvious relationship to that in standard English. Coupon means face. <laughs> um, via to punch a ticket coupon, a headbutt is known in many parts of the British Isles as a Glasgow kiss. 
Although this term is really used by Glaswegians who say Malky. For example, I'll Malky ya or stick the head nut <laughs> on you. Sorry. It's very, you know, without hearing it, it's very difficult to even imagine what it sounds like. A speaker of Glaswegian might refer to those originating from the Scottish Highlands and the Western Isles as teachers. 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 I think I'm doing more of an Irish. Teachers. While they would reciprocate by referring to Glaswegians as Keelys. More recently, the word Ouija has become more widely used to describe Glaswegians. Economy. Glasgow has the largest economy in Scotland and is at the hub of the metropolitan area of West Central Scotland. Glasgow has the third highest GDP per capita of any city in the UK after London and Edinburgh. The city itself sustains more than 410,000 jobs and over 12,000 companies. Over 153,000 jobs were created in the city between 2000 and 2005, a growth rate of, 25, of 32%. Glasgow's annual economic growth rate of 4.4% is now only second to that of London. In 2005, over 17,000 new jobs were created, and 2006 saw private sector investment in the city reaching 4.2 billion euros, an increase of 22% in a single year. 55% of the residents in the greater Glasgow area commute to the city every day. Glasgow was once one of the most significant cities in the UK for manufacturing, which generated a great deal of the city's wealth, and most prominent industry being ship. Uh, the most prominent industry being shipbuilding, based on the River Clyde. Although Glasgow owed much of its economic growth to the shipbuilding industry, which still continues today in the form of BAE Systems Maritime Naval Ships, two shipyards. The city has its roots in the tobacco trade and is noted to have risen from its medieval slumber from trade in tobacco, pioneered by such figures as John Glassford. Between 1998 and 2001, the city's financial services sector grew at a rate of 30%, making considerable gains on Edinburgh, which has historically been the center of the Scottish financial sector. Glasgow is now one of Europe's 16 largest financial centers with a growing number of blue-chip financial sector companies establishing significant operations or headquarters in the city. The city's main manufacturing industries include companies involved in shipbuilding, engineering, construction, brewing and distilling, printing and publishing, chemicals and textiles, as well as newer growth sectors such as optoelectronic software development and biotechnology. Glasgow forms a western part of the Silicon Glen high-tech sector of Scotland. And that's it. That's what uh, I have for Glasgow. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, this episode, I, I try not to include my commentary as much. Some people like when I kind of interject with commentary. Some people just want to hear me read text in a kind of monotone way that helps helps them kind of just focus on that and sleep, I guess. But, yeah, let me know. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, concerns, you can always email the show at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks, as always, for listening, and take care. <laughs>